The nightclub is a temple devoted to the sacred worship of indulgence. Inside these walls, there is no judgment. You'll find no populists, no protesters, no spoil sports who might ruin the fun. The velvet ropes out front stand sentry against all that. Instead, there are girls in fur and designer silk, swanning and preening like exotic birds, and men with diamonds in their teeth. There are fireworks erupting from bottles of thousand-dollar vodka. There is marble and leather and brass that is polished until it gleams like gold. The DJ drops a bass beat. The dancers cheer. They lift their phones toward the sky and vamp and click, because if this is a church, then social media is their scripture, and that tiny screen is how they deify themselves. Here they are, the one percent, the young and ultra-rich, billionaire babies, millionaire millennials, fabugrammers, influencers. They have it all, and they want the whole world to know. Pretty things, so many pretty things in the world, and we get them all, says their every Instagram photo. Covet this life, for it is the best life, and we are hashtag blessed. Out there, in the middle of it all, is a woman. She's dancing with abandon in a spot where the light hits her just so and glimmers on her skin. A faint sheen of sweat dampens her face. Her glossy dark hair whips around her face as she swivels her body to the grinding beat. The waitresses headed to the bottle service tables have to maneuver around her, the fizzing sparklers on their trays in danger of setting the woman's hair alight. Just another L.A. party girl looking for a good time. Look close, though, and you can see that her half-closed eyes are sharp and alert, dark with watching. She is watching one person in particular, a man at a table a few feet away. The man is drunk. He lounges in a booth with a group of male friends, gelled hair, leather jackets, Gucci sunglasses at night, 20-somethings who shout over the music in broken English and baldly leer at the women who careen past. Occasionally, this man will plunge his face to the table to do a line of cocaine, narrowly missing the flotilla of empty glasses that litter its surface. When a Jay-Z song comes on, the man climbs up on the seat of his banquette and shakes up a giant bottle of champagne, a rare, large-format bottle of Cristal, and then sprays it over the heads of the crowd. Girls shriek as $50,000 worth of bubbly ruins their dresses and drips to the floor, making them slip in their heels. The man laughs so hard, he nearly falls down. A waitress lugs over a replacement bottle of champagne, and as she sets it on the table, the man slips his hand right up under her skirt, as if he's purchased her along with the bottle. The waitress blanches, afraid to push him off, lest she lose what promises to be a sizable tip, her rent for the month at the very least. Her eyes rise helplessly to meet those of the dark-haired woman who is still dancing a few feet away. And this is when the woman makes her move. She dances toward the man and then, oops, she trips and falls right into him, dislodging his hand from the waitress's crotch. The waitress, grateful, flees. The man swears in Russian, until his eyes focus enough to register the windfall that has just landed in his lap. Because the woman is pretty, 
as all the women here must be in order to get past the bouncers, dark-featured and slight, maybe a hint of Spanish or Latina. Not the sexiest girl in the club, not the most ostentatious, but she's well-dressed, her skirt suggestively short. Most important, she doesn't blink as the man swiftly shifts his attention to her, doesn't react at all to the possessive hand on her thigh, the sour breath in her ear. Instead, she sits with him and his friends, letting him pour her champagne, sipping it slowly even as the man puts back another half dozen drinks. <laughs>